<laughs> hero and hero again. I know you'll remember me conveniently. I am here to welcome you to yet another season of Immigrant Chronicles, A Day in the Rife, hosted by Tesu and Jack. Come here and discuss everything that is bothering you, every topic that is on your mind, in your chest or on top of your head. We cover everything. But please, please, don't ask us for money because right now our warrants are practicing social distancing. Immigrant Chronicles, A Day in the Rife, hosted by Tesu and Jack. If you did not know before, now you will know. If you do not hear before, now you will hear query. Welcome once again. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life of an Immigrant. My name is Tesu Osar, and with me, as always, is my esteemed co-host, Jack Bigadoom. Jack A. What's happening? What's going on, my brother? How's it going? Not much. How was your week? How was, yeah, like we haven't, I haven't seen you since last early, week. Yeah, last weekend. When I was recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How's, uh, how's the week going? You know, this week uh, I had an epiphany. When we get a corona corner, I'm going to talk to people. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I don't like when you have epiphanies, Jack. <laughs> a little, a little they, background. A little background me. is. Two years ago in 2000, no, about three years ago, mm -hmm. um, 2017, I believe it was, mm -hmm. started my business about, yeah, 14. So I was three years in my business, yeah, three and a half years into my business and um, was, had a small, uh, you know, went to, traveled and I was trying to date, date this girl at that time. And she, we had a really nice conversation, mm -hmm. but when I was leaving, you know, nothing happened. It was over the phone, everything was fine. And, you know, we met in the past three years ago mm -hmm. and then three years later we meet again okay. and, you know, we, you know, we, we, we are talking, mm -hmm. things are kind of going well. And on the phone, we, we vibe quite a bit. Okay. And crazy thing is she, we meet mm -hmm. and something was off. What, what was and the one thing was off and she didn't want to say anything. And, you know, as a good man, you try to slide in the DM, you try to slide on her. It's like, oh, yeah, we have dinner. We in, the, in, in, in my in my hotel room. Everything is fine. And it's like, mm. and then you, you go, OK, I don't I don't understand, you know, what what's going on. And I, the last day I'm leaving, it's in the car and she goes, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, don't. What? She's like, when I met you three years ago, you didn't look like this. You, it just seemed like you won't, you gained so much weight, you won't really perform. So I really didn't want to. Wait, wait, wait. Is this how you're opening the podcast, Jack? I know. That's that's what that's wait, what wait, happened. Wait. Here, here, here's why I'm ah, I'm having an hold the hold the phone hold the phone. Yeah, you opened the podcast with this. I'm telling you. All this, right, right? Hey, so, man, ladies and gentlemen, so, it's gonna be one of those. So, so it, you know, fast forward six months later, mm -hmm. uh, he just I just got into this weird place where it was like, how can she believe <laughs> that you know? Someone like me can't, you know, do something like that. You know, it's like mm -hmm. it was the weirdest thing. And I and I, I didn't realize it, but then I started looking at myself. Like really look, not in the sense of I've been made fun as a kid, being yeah, short yeah, and whatnot yeah, yeah, as a kid. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. think when people make fun yeah, of me. Yeah. But the fact that the person and I vibe. Right. But when she looked at me, she didn't see any sexual attraction at all. <laughs> Makes you go. 
okay, I'm, is it that bad? <laughs> hold up, Jack. This is when hold on, ask hold on. again. So, so we, you know, right before Corona start, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, uh, yeah, six months after that, I jumped on a journey and I'm like, you know what? I'm setting myself straight. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I went from 257 pounds mm-hmm. at that at that time. Yeah. All the way down to 199. Right. But that, that's because I went extreme, right? <laughs> Wait, but, but, but did you do that because the what these persons No, no, but 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 yes, bad? because when you went two days back to back, but I only did that when I found a little bit of my happiness. Not mm-hmm. when I was in that depressive state mm-hmm, of mm-hmm every woman that I'm going to try to talk to will probably gonna, won't yeah, find me yeah, attractive, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. So it was it was very odd. It was very odd. But Yo. the reason why I'm bringing this, this first before I get in is we got into Corona, mm-hmm. right? Got into Corona. That's why we're not doing the jingle because this is serious, right? <laughs> we got into Corona and, you know, that was March. Mm-hmm. And I started a new venture in March. I started, uh, I, we still working on the podcast and I'm trying to still deal with business and family issues mm-hmm. back home. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's and a you get to into that weird cycle where now if, if Tesu says this all the time, but I'm an extremist when it comes to working out, like I have no limitation. No, I will work till my bones hurt. Yeah, yeah, right. You're a beast. And, but Corona kind of sneak into my mind. Mm-hmm. And once one one thing was I lost the joy of going to the gym. Right? Yep, lost yep, the yep. joy of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Then I started walking outside. Mm-hmm. And that it's not the same. It's, not, it's the not the same, same feel, man. But then, you know, last year was when I ran a marathon and mm-hmm. I hurt my knee. So I'm very careful when I'm running long distance. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really it. So you just come home and you're like, you know what? I'm going to focus this energy that I have on something else. On something else. Yeah. And that was alcohol. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is what I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about in the yeah. center of collecting, but yeah. also I'm understanding, I'm understanding studying, it. I'm studying, yeah, talking to the people. And, and of course, by doing that, you mm-hmm. kind of forget about yourself. By but, the way, you have to teach me how to study alcohol. Okay. Yeah. And every time you, you trying to go, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. It make You don't, you just go, oh, no, I'm no, not going to yeah. walk into the gym mm-hmm. because there's germs, yeah. there's people. Mm-hmm. And this is how I kept a healthy habit. Three, t- three, three days out of the week, I'll go to the gym in the morning, mm-hmm. be there for two hours. That's 40 minutes of cardio and now 15 minutes of, mus- of muscle work before I go to, to the office. Mm-hmm. I did that every other day. And Saturday and Sunday, I would do two workouts. That's what I've always done. Okay. And even being on the road, they never even stopped me of doing mm-hmm, that. I've always yeah, done that. Yeah, I would yeah. make time for it. Mm-hmm. But when Corona hit, the gym said, oh, we limit the number of people. Mm-hmm. Then the gym closed. Mm-hmm. Then you just forget how easily comfortable oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get yeah, to sedentary life. In, in that sedentary yeah, life, yeah, yeah, yeah. you find shows you like. Oh, my God. You try more alcohol. I'm watching cartoons. You man. are, you know, you you get to that point where all of a sudden mm-hmm. you don't realize the ultimate question. What is Will that? there be a life after Corona? You know, um, I pondered that a lot because... 
we kind of went through the same thing. Um, I mean, and we were in close proximity always, you know what I'm saying? So we never kind of broke contact like most people do. Even like with Corona, one thing I realized is, and then probably we've echoed this before, but you know, every day or every other day or every week you recalibrate and you recalibrate, like you recalibrate and you just keep doing that, Mm -hmm. right? Until, like I was telling somebody, I was like, one thing Corona has taught me is who's important mm-hmm. and, and who's just fudder. Correct. And I don't mean that to say like, you know, the fudder doesn't matter, but there are certain people that I speak to on a consistent basis. And then there's everybody else that it's like, let me see how sons do. Let's, let's, let's put this on our Facebook. What? If you didn't love me, or call me during Corona, do not call me or try to love me after Corona. We're not putting that on our Facebook. <laughs> but that's that's pretty much right if there's now. one lesson I've learned, right? But <laughs> no. But, but the, 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 what happens is that you mentioned something mm. on my YouTube channel. Then myself, I did my IG show on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling a little weird, like in my body, I'm like, nah, that's my favorite shirt that I like wearing. Mm -hmm. And it was tight. And I'm like, okay, there is a problem here. But in your mind, you know, I'm getting a little bit of weight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill that thing right after Corona. No problem. But then you go, "Mm, okay. When am I going to start doing this? Because it's been two weeks now. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten into my habit of going to the gym. No matter what ha- usually happen, mm-hmm. I'll usually go to the gym the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And I will get hungry midday, mm-hmm. which is very abnormal for me. Right. Because I'm I'm on all my diet. Yeah, yeah. I eat once a day. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I can usually do like a... No, usually I will. This is my my diet. Literally, is Monday to Friday. I'm on a twenty and four. Mm-hmm. Now, usually eighteen and six. If I actually, I actually gonna be around. For those that don't know, sorry, not to interrupt. It, the eighteen hours of fasting, six hours eating window is intermittent fasting, and then twenty four is twenty hours fasting window, four hours of eating. Sorry, proceed. So you know twenty. At four hours usually, I'm I, I leave. I'm at the office till about seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So between seven and eleven, which I'm home usually to do things, mm-hmm. I know I have my eating eating window. So, so, can I? Do you want to know? Okay, when did you start intermittent fasting? Uh, about a year and a half ago. Do you understand how all of a sudden that's kind of become the norm? The norm, yeah. And it's fascinating because if you look back in boarding school. That if was you your norm. Chow, yeah, that's it. It was your norm. That was you the just norm. find Gary at like nine p.m. No, no, eat. my my me was the norm because I was always on punishment. So <laughs> my dad, my dad was stingy. There was yeah. no money to be given to you, so people would be eating around me. Mm-hmm. But I developed the the habit to oh, the point going. where, mm-hmm. and some week when I'm really training, like. I want the energy, and I, I know it sounds off if you hear in your mind, mm-hmm. but weeks where I actually want to do a lot of muscle training, mm-hmm. those weeks before the week start from 
Sunday all the way to Tuesday, mm. I would do a, third, a 36 to a 72 hour fast. literally fasting. Yeah. And then as I break my fast with a lot of protein, mm-hmm. I'm I'm banging like literally serious muscle work. I don't do cardio. This is muscle work for three like, to four to five days straight. I think it's an uptick in insulin. Correct. When you eat the protein. Like Correct. Just right. Your but to the point where I can I can tell when something was too salty mm-hmm. because if you haven't eat for a long, long time, time you and get, you eat something that's salty, your hand yeah. literally start swollen. Yeah, your yeah, feet yeah, start. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I felt like during this four months mm-hmm. or five months now, mm-hmm. I would just eat. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'll add more salt in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, you know, love my alcohol, not that I can handle my alcohol. And I'm not one who will sit down and drink a whole bottle, yeah, but yeah, yeah. You, I'm more you, about tasting an and, and, and yeah. flavor. But you know, what, Monday. You know, one day I want, I want to bring my like un, uncivilized friends around you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you'd be like, so what are the notes and the taste and nose? And it was like, yo, man, pour me some more. Pour me some, yeah. <laughs> and to those people, I actually have a specific closet <laughs> of things that? that I actually... You're like, yeah, nah, you're not about to do Watch shots Watch 101, yeah. all, the, all the things <laughs> that people don't like. But Monday, what I did is... Uh, mm-hmm. So, podcast, y'all hold me accountable to this. So, Monday, what I did is, uh, yeah, after my show, I woke up Tuesday morning and... Uh, I got on a scale and it was quite shocking. <laughs> no, it was quite shocking. Okay. No one in the right mind will put five pound every week, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I, I calculated it. Mm. I've put on 3.5 pound every week since Corona started. Okay. I mean, that so, is a lot, but... so. Pretty much. So was that if for five every week? Yeah, like yeah, almost two point nine nine. That's what it was. Every week. Yeah. And it's been five months. Correct. So that's twenty weeks. Correct. So forty forty four pounds. Seriously. Yeah, I don't see it, but <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> Is that when you I work, when, when you actually work, oh, your, yeah. wear your favorite shirt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And I was like, you know what? Oh. When I was on that scale, instead of being mad, right? If, instead of being disappointed in myself, mm-hmm. the question came again: Will there be a life after Corona? After Corona? Can, can I conspiracy theory for a second? Yes, I think that it, it, my conspiracy theory, I, I. I to some degree, I believe that the corona. Is, I'm not okay. I'm not. Uh, I'm not cloak explaining, mm-hmm. or to, I'm just saying I have the thought. Mm-hmm. Corona is very real. Please social distance, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face, all of that. So do not say this is just how my brain works. <laughs> I said to myself, I was like, what if? the Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. leaks, like did a disinformation, misinformation propaganda Mm -hmm. to start hysteria Mm -hmm. so that, you know, 
basically kill off the 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 the, the brick and mortar aspect of business mm-hmm. and move everything to a di- like to this a is literally life. like this is like our um um what was it the industrial revolution yep. this would be With our, our digital revolution to, 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 you know yep, what i'm saying yep. and corona was used as the conduit, as the conduit to move to us it. into that because if you look you know the caffeine twitch all these apps are like doing big, big business big now things. spotify is acquiring big podcasts yeah. iheart radio is doing those things like you're seeing a lot of movement in the digital, digital space, space yeah. and we still don't know you know what i'm saying what let's say one stream is worth yeah. right so that's just how some days like, i mean I go, it's not crazy that you think that way because yes mm-hmm. if we gotta walk into the word of conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that is a fact that can happen <laughs> but that's what and i'm, I'm a conspiracy is, theorist by yeah, nature but, i love reading conspiracy theories mm-hmm. so you know there was there is a show on netflix right now the social dilemma yeah i haven't seen that yet social dilemma that. after you after you hear that you're like these people, these people are playing with us since yeah. a long time, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were just puppets, right? Yeah. The best line I've heard from that show was, "If something is free, you are the product." Oh shit! Fuck yeah! Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me start even thinking about people like right now I'm trying to amp up my Instagram and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we give you I'm gonna give you a free tutorial. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I put it to the test too. Mm-hmm. I went and looked at the free tutorial. This guy then went on for an hour and a half of my life <laughs> just to end up going now. Click here so I can actually give you the full secret. Nah, son. So but the the the, the point I'm making here is is when I ask myself that question, mm-hmm. or that question just kind of brained all over my my mental, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yes, there is gonna be a life after Corona." What's that life gonna look like, though? No matter how that life looked like, there's going to be life. There, there is gonna be a life. Right. As a matter of fact, there is a little bit of normalcy that's happening. What do you mean? There's a little bit of normalcy that's happening. A lot of people are going to the bar and and mm-hmm. and meeting up with people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. People are not that as scared anymore. Right. Which means your ass is gonna show up out there. <laughs> that means you are gonna be out there. Mm-hmm. Well, is this always. the image of confidence that you have that you want to put out there? So it's funny you say that because. Um, I was where you were mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, because prior to that, I was training for a marathon, so I was always on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when Corona happened and then I stopped training and then I got just sitting down and watching everything on Netflix, I stopped, you know, basically like I stopped running. I, I just I stopped, lost. You stopped caring yeah i lost all interest mm-hmm. in that because i could just stay home and a lot of people are there right now yeah but they it, lost interest in just their daily habit right but this is the thing is for me um what i had to do is i had to find well my son was basically a, a motivating factor he's training for um his baseball trials for high school and things like that so we're trying to like get him stronger Mm-hmm. You know, stronger, faster, everything. So I have certain tools. Like we split it up. Mom, you take care of nutrition and everything. I'll take care of the exercise portion of it. So we're kind of 
working in tandem like that. And congratulations to Sanga, by the way. He got his uh, student's driver's permit today. Uh-oh. <laughs> Talk about, I got, I got some money saved up for a car. I'm like, how much is less than $1,000? Like, shut your ass up. Anyway. But after what I did not like, I, you know, again, I used to bodybuild, so aesthetically, I like to be pleasing, right? And mm-hmm. this is this is transparency. There's no ego here. But after a while, like, aside from the aesthetics portion of it, I started to feel it. Mm-hmm. 215 is a lot for me to carry. I am aware of that mm-hmm. because my back starts to hurt more, mm-hmm. you know, my legs, you know what I mean? Like, same, everything same is just... Same thing here. Yeah, so... What I decided to do is we started going to the gym, you know what I'm saying? And we work out five times a week with one day just being calisthenics, cardio and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, man, I got to ride bikes more, but then there's no community of bike riders here. So after a while, you're just not motivated because there's no, there's nothing. And and if you're there right now, there's nothing wrong with you. Yes. There's nothing wrong with you. Is is really the effect of Corona. So I really want to take this Corona corner to remind you guys that we all have had a history or have a history pre-Corona. Either you went to a transformation or you went through... Uh, something and you are at a happy or okay place corona is just um a cat a catalyzer right that's the word they use it's a it's a hitch in the road you know it's a cat it's a catalyzer right if you if if you had bad habit it it just emphasized those bad but bad habit for you why are you moving i'm trying there's like something under here that i need to get sorry guys (laughs) It's it's uh it's one of is one of those things where you are you is yeah is a catalyzation catalyst a catalyst agent right yes to To every every of your sedentary yes movement habit that you may have okay yes yes for me to actually I know myself that for me Mm -hmm. I don't look like this because I have any medical condition. I just love to eat. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so that's why, I even, I because I love to eat, that's mm-hmm. why I knew that the best habit I needed to build is learn to fast. Mm-hmm. Because if I learn to fast in my eating window, I can go ham and go back to who I was intended to be. Yeah. No, I mean. So if you were sitting right now in this Corona corner, and you're wondering, you know, am I the one that is losing it? Or is it just that I'm, I don't look the same or haven't been doing what I need to do? You're not alone. But I, I made a you decision. You're not alone. All right. You see, he's singing. So, you know, you, I made a decision that, you know what, that scale and me will are not that the scale matters, but me, I know where I'm going. And that scale and me I'm adjusting how I'm eating. I'm back to relearning because everything is a habit. Yeah. yeah. So I'm relearning how to how to refocus my brain, feed only of my natural energy, Mm -hmm. and fasting. Mm -hmm. As I'm speaking to you guys right now, I'm literally in a. I'm I'm already 24 hours into a fast, and that that kind of help. You know, there is a, a term that you guys need to look for, which is autophagy. Putting your body to get to the point where your cells are going through autophagy helped really uh, 
reset your body and learn more of what you need to do for your body to reset. So I'm resetting how I'm eating. I'm resetting my body and making sure that I'm burning. I'm burning natural energy, which helped me focus. It's, it oh, still doesn't o- stop o- me. Autophagy? Autophagy, yeah. Autophagy. Autophagy, yeah. yeah. We have access, sorry. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, so that's that's the Corona Corner for you guys. I wanted to make sure you understand that. Mm. You are not alone. There will, there will be, and there is going to be a life after Corona. That's a fact. So if you're, if you're right now still in that comfort zone of that lazy bombness that Corona put us in, please stand up, wake up. Don't, don't go with the motion. Go back to your old habits slowly and surely. You're going to get back to who you used to be before March. That was the Corona corner. Well put Jackie. Um, before we move any further, um, if you'd like to reach out to us, support us in any way, um, we're on, all the DSPs, obviously, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, anchor.com slash immigrant chronicles. Uh, if you need to, if you want to give us feedback, you can reach us at immigrant chronicles at gmail.com. We on Facebook. We can, you can reach us on Facebook. We on IG immigrant chronicles a day in a life. Uh, IG is immigrant chronicles, one word. And on Twitter is Instagram is immigrant cron C H R O N. We are everywhere. And, Again, thanks to our supporters yeah, that are going on Anchor that are that are helping us. I want to make sure that again, if you want to support our podcast, mm-hmm. when you are listening to your podcast, just click on the link that is in the is in the is in the description, and just it will take you to Anchor. You can be a monthly subscriber with us. And uh, I have to apologize because I do need to set up a time for our highest uh, supporter that I promise to have a FaceTime or call with to actually have a drink Do they have a Instagram? drink with. Uh, they may. I okay, will if ask. They have, like, check if they have Instagram, yeah. we could just do a live. We can do a live. Yeah. Uh but our biggest supporter actually is in Omaha. So I may actually do an exception and have them have them actually at the bar. Oh nice, nice. So nice. they can hang out with us. Yeah. As uh, as yeah. people. So if you ever want to hang out with us, make sure you're a supporter. And somebody said something the last time. They say, oh, I have some idea for the podcast, but I'm not telling you because I'm not a supporter yet. So I say, oh, you're listening. <laughs> you're listening. Just send the idea. I know. Well. I say, I say you, want, you want us to change something. Make sure you're a so, supporter. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. You, can, you can guide the boat where it needs to be. So again, yeah. thanks, thanks to you, our supporters. Uh, we, we love y'all and uh, we await your subject of the day. Or like the same no, French. Well, before we get there, I mean, and yes, we deal with that. Um, there is, let me see how to word this. There has been some like good in the news recently. Um, yesterday, I believe a grand jury came to the decision to indict uh, the murderer of James Scurlock. Yeah, on I'm four just, charges associated. Where is James Scurlock? Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And <laughs> black people, black people get killed everywhere. So yeah, this is true. You have to kind so of pinpoint Jam, where Jam, James Scurlock um, <laughs> was uh, murdered by a white supremacist in the city. And um, yeah, yesterday, after months of the Douglas County attorney 
stating that there was no evidence. A grand jury found evidence from the suspect or alleged suspect um, that he actually, his devices provided and led to the charges that were brought on him. So that's a win in the community. Uh, the city of Louisville is settling uh, $12 million to the family of Breonna Taylor. Um, that's great also, but being that all the people involved that were perpetrators in this issue um, has still not been arrested, that's just not enough. So let's get these people off the streets because they're monsters. Yeah, so I have for that. It, it does bring me to one thing I've been, I've been, you know, I've, I feel like lately we are all polarized, right? Yes. It's either A or B or we're, you know, left or right, blue or red mm -hmm. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I feel like even common sense, right, does not work here. Common sense in, 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 in this part, right? Like people say, oh, blue life matter and black life matter and whatnot, whatnot. And I, and I look at it just as a, as a regular common sense guy. Mm -hmm. And I ask myself, and before, you know, people jump on a bandwagon and say, I ask these three questions to myself. Mm -hmm. Knowing how our society is, mm -hmm. is it true? that somebody with racial bias and mental or mental illness. Wait. Right? Racial bias or mental illness, right? Wait, is the, the two different things. Correct. So, but, I know. So how you- Racial bias mm -hmm. or mental illness can be hired as a police officer. Oh, okay. Knowing how a society works. Correct. Yes, right? Well, the answer is yes. You can't. There's no way to judge. There's no way to measure. Both. There's no. There's no measurement. Right. Right. Those two things cannot be, be measured. measured. Correct. So well, they, is they it can true? Be measured in oh, in hindsight only. In only hindsight. after. Correct. As yes, an after yes. effect, not like, as a pre. I like where this conversation is. Right. Going. Let's go. Yeah. Can someone right mm -hmm. with a mental illness mm -hmm. or racial bias be hired? As a police officer, they do yes, all the time. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the number one question I ask. Mm -hmm. Second question is: Is it true that there is neighborhoods in this country, due to the social economical effect, that are dangerous even for a civilian to walk through? That's that's an interesting question. I I. I want to say yes. It is yes. They are. Okay. Right? That's interesting. Is it also true? Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, you got to tone the... No, the, no, 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 but hear no, I'm saying. No, no, listen, listen. Is it also true <laughs> that any human being, as we know them, mm -hmm. have a high chance to be corrupted if they, they know that there is no consequence to their action. Oh, absolutely. It's okay. A wild west. So if no, these you, three your, things... Your line of questioning just sounded like a DA. I, I, I know, <laughs> I but like, if, if those three things are yeah, true... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it mm -hmm. that when anything happens, mm -hmm. 
we don't ask those three questions before we looked at the situation. Meaning, okay. anytime somebody get shot, mm-hmm. killed, mm-hmm. and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? Let's look in the same department. Let's look at the same police officer. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the same neighborhood. That they grew up in. They, they, they grew up in or that the criminal even is in or the suspect is in. Let's look at that and go, okay. The fourth question that comes in play when people don't ask always when something happened, Mm -hmm. is it true that you, every now and then, every now and then, are the same person at home that you are at work? I like that. I like right? that you did not make that a regular thing. Mm-mm. Because every now and again, you can slip. You at work. So right. you at work, you have a work, work personality. Yeah, oh, absolutely. When yes. you put on a uniform, when you put on your badge, mm-hmm. when you put on anything in life, yeah. when you walk into a place, mm-hmm. black people will code switch, officers have to do something, mm-hmm. a, a firefighter has to do their, their thing, nurses have to do their yeah, stuff, you right? Like everybody has to be on their Correct. Yeah. But every now and then, mm-hmm. Don't you bring your regular schmegler habit yeah. of home where you yourself you take, you have take. to check yourself like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> this is not yeah. it. This this is not it. Mm-mm. This this is not what I was That's hired funny for. Funny as shit, right? right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So if that is true, mm-hmm. when situations happen, mm-hmm. right? When people say, oh, there's no way in hell. You can tell me, right, mm-hmm. that, you know, especially I'm talking extremists since we polarize, right? Because the people on the opposite side say there's no such thing as a bad police officer. Right. There's no such thing as a corrupt judge. Mm-hmm. Judge. There's no such thing as this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. On the opposite side, people say, oh, there's no such thing as a good officer, mm-hmm. right? They all have a gang and whatnot. But. Instead of looking at this thing on just putting everybody in one bucket, mm-hmm. do we take the time to go? Like for perfect example will be when they started breaking down George Floyd's situation, mm-hmm. right? That murder made sense. The reason why that murder by that specific person made sense mm-hmm. is because if you look into the history, right? They work in the same bar. Mm-hmm. He didn't like him to begin with. Mm-hmm. In his head, somewhere as a regular person outside of his uniform, he said, "If I catch you one time, my negro, yeah. I will. I, I, will, I will show exactly. you yeah, 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 yeah. who you are." Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he got a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then this happened, right? The guy just so happened that the the stars not saying okay. The star, the, the no, not aligned not align the sense of the say, the say a man said, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna go to the stars," mm-hmm. and God laugh and say, "You you go on, kid." That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like you wake up in the morning and say, "George Floyd say I'm gonna go write a check or I'm gonna give this counterfeit things." Mm-hmm. If I get caught, I get caught. Whatever, mm-hmm. right? That guy get a call. He go, "Did you guys say George Floyd?" Ooh, I've been waiting for this guy, right? I got your ass. Because he is no longer, I'm a police officer. Mm -hmm. My uniform Mm -hmm. is, 
I got a personal vendetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here is another thing that people don't think about. So when you before you jump in and trying to defend somebody and say anything, mm-hmm. do you look at the situation and say, okay, this guy being being had so many, this much complaint about him. He's up this, this, and this. George Floyd's not a saint. He's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. No. He's this, this, and this. But could that interaction go differently, differently if, star, if if that guy did, did not have, have a personal issue yeah didn't forgot about his uniform mm-hmm. and for this time only he acted like his regular person outside of work outside of work he doesn't like george floyd but when he put his uniform on, he had to treat him no he had to treat him as a regular officer not as somebody who is a regular person that had a vendetta and just so happened to be in a position of power so he's gonna use that power to settle his personal vendetta but then but then it's not it's not the officer treating him like a regular person but that's what i'm telling you that's the point i'm making okay that at that time in his job, mm-hmm. he's acting like a regular person. He the was, officer. Is he, are you saying the he's officer, The officer forgot that he was an officer. He forgot his job. So that day he brought his home he self. He brought his home Sorry, self gotcha. okay. to this thing, okay. right? Mm-hmm. When someone, right, let's assume, right? And this story, there's a story that broke one time. I think it's in Europe, right? Let's mm-hmm. assume. Your whole life, right? I, t- I told the story about the girl that looked at me and said, I can't perform because I'm fat. Right? Okay. Right? Your whole life, your whole life, right? Your whole life. Let's go back to how trauma affect people. Okay. Knowing that mental, I'm answering the mental illness thing, right? Okay. Trauma affect you. Imagine, and this happened more often, and we grew up in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. You've been hollering at this girl fall in love with her, wrote her poem, everything is cool, you're a white kid in school, you played by every rule possible. And the night of prom, when she promised you some good good, you see Tyrone banging her in the car that you bought for because he's the football guy, he was cute, he was also talking to her. You don't think that the girl played y'all, right? You think she left me for this black guy, right? Let's go. I'm going to high school okay. as, a, as a 16-year-old mind. Okay. Now, in your mind, every time you find yourself a nice girl, mm-hmm. you got to keep her away from Thai <laughs> or the ties of the world, right? But how do you do that? But, 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 but I'm talking about somebody who have been deeply hurt. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, but you can, that's easy. Mm-hmm. To keep them from people that you feel as though are a threat to your relationship. Correct. But guess what? What? Now, now, all your life, this is what it is. Fast forward three years later. Uh, no, uh, ten, five years later, you guys are in college. Mm-hmm. And you hear this girl saying that she got in a, in, a, in a fight with Ty and Ty maybe hurt her. Right? Okay. And she come back to you. Right, come back to you as the friendly guy, right? Okay. That she left in high school, right? Wait, so you're saying because we all grew up together, yo, you grew up, we all growing up together. Okay. So all of a sudden, in her mind, you know that one, the tie of the world Mm -hmm. can be close to my white girl, right? Yep. 
and then also they may hurt them, right? You don't know what happened. All you know is their side of the story. story correct. Let's fast forward another three years. You joined the academy. You're an officer now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. First call you go on. Mm -hmm. Domestic disturbance. And it's a tie type. It's a tie type with this girl, right? Same girl? With, with a, a, a white girl. Okay. Right? I was about to say. The white girl, girl is coming out. White, white girl is coming out, right? Mm -hmm. White girl is coming out. She called. She's scared and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Ty comes out because actually she's the one who had been beaten, Ty. Mm -hmm. And she tried to stab Ty okay. with a scissor. Okay. So you get called with your partner, you get to the door, you knock at the door, door opens. Ty comes out and go, thank God y'all are yeah, here. But usually before that happens, you already right. Knows. By the time time is talking, yeah. You are sit, standing behind Ty and you see Ty holding a scissor mm -hmm. by the circle, right? Hope to God that. And drop, 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 drop. Right yeah. By the time Ty was dropping things, you already shot him. Yep, yep. Tell me in that situation, right, <laughs> that you did not use your previous trauma, your previous hurt, and the previous situation you live to assess the situation. But okay, so I mean, I see where you're going with that. I guess the but, it, but again, what I'm telling you right here is that those are things that happen to us on a daily basis, right? Okay. But when you wear your uniform, what most people do just forget, or you go to work, put your badge on, mm -hmm. you have not dealt with the issues of your life yeah, fully. Because even the, poli the, the police department and all these departments that you work for, mm -hmm. they don't ask you about your past trauma. No, but what I'm saying is this. But who's going to disclose that if you if it's not public records or anything? But, 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 but again, here is my point. Mm -hmm. While everybody is out here talking, oh, defund the police, do this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Ask the same question. What, you think criminals are going on vacation? No. No, they're not, right? Mm -hmm. But what if, right, what if mm -hmm. we say this? You cannot be a police officer if you had more than two complaints on you. That'd be difficult. Exactly. But they're making it difficult in the sense of, oh, guess what? Guess what? You say that's difficult, right? Saying hold on, hold on. No, but two complaints. Everybody can have two complaints. Correct. But what if that's the case, right? That means now every single complaint for to be to be validated have to be checked in thoroughly, right? There's a reason why there's a, a police union. That's what they do. Okay. They check it thoroughly. To make sure that the person that is involved in that officer are clear together. But, I, but now, the reason why those things are not taken in account is that you got a complaint or we put it aside. It's not. It's just going to affect your your uh, your having a, a bigger, a higher grade. Okay. But you're not going to lose gonna your gonna job. Be, got you, got you, got you. It's right? Like a, it's, like a, it's like a write up. Correct. You get a write up. That's it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that person is going to go out and do it again? No, just a write up. Of yes. course, but that's what I'm saying. Instead of talking about defunding and doing all this crap, right? Which I, I I'm strongly in support. Less, I'm not in support of that. I what I'm in support of is changing the rule 
of police itself and policing, right? The rule of police should be just like a doctor forgets to to do something on you when he's operating you. Okay. And he may get sued and lose his license and never do his job. Okay. That's the same thing that you should be able to go through if you are given a weapon that can kill people, yes, right? That I agree with. But when you look at this incident and they're telling you that some of these people that are in the force that are supposed to protect us have 50, uh, like pages long of, yeah, of citizen so, complaint yeah. and you don't you sit there and go blue life matters you are as much of an idiot <laughs> as the guy on the corner that say fuck cops and shit mm -hmm. you are only enforcing the stereotype that our friends are police our friends are our client that are police officers right, 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 right. Those people outside of work are different people than they are than they are at work. Right. At work, right? Mm -hmm. But those people on a daily basis, if they tell you the fuckery they have to deal with, mm -hmm. you're gonna ask yourself: Is the same way a surgeon can come home and say you you would not believe this? Yeah, yeah. I didn't found a goddamn toy car in somebody's ass today, <laughs> right? Because I think that's pretty standard. Yeah, but but, but like, because that's the type of fuckery you signed up for yeah, yeah, yeah. to do the job you enjoy doing, right? Yeah, yeah. When they push community policing, community policing mm -hmm. is because truly all they're trying to tell police officers is that don't forget that you're wearing a uniform. Mm -hmm. When you're outside of it, this is still your community. Mm -hmm. More, what most people don't understand, and I, and I like to say, the minority community and the black community have to educate themselves on another thing is, yes, racism exists. Yes, systemic racism exists. And yes, people that go in the police, we don't know who they are, mm -hmm. right? They have different backgrounds. You can take Joe from small town, never seen a black guy in his life, and the first assignment you give him is it's in the middle of yeah. the black community. Yeah. 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 That's not gonna work. Gotcha. He does not know anything about, about that, that community. community. And most communities- Nor does he have credibility in that community. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But most communities where stuff like this happen, where we hear these extreme things happening, mm -hmm. is because in some of these community, all the police and everybody else live outside of the community mm -hmm. and they come to police that community. Yep, and then they go home. So if if I'm going to think in my brain, right, let's think in my brain right now. Mm -hmm. If I grew up knowing Jojo, baby, Dede, Dede and them, and then them father and them, and I'm a police officer, mm -hmm. and I see Dede's cousin doing something, it's not going to be, put your hands up. Hey, put man, your, it's like, house. hey, get in the house. You know what? You get in that house before I call oh, daddy your yeah. and your mom and your yeah, uncle yeah, yeah, yeah. before yeah. they set you straight. Yeah. Because policing is not really about really uh, incarcerating as many people as you can, I mean, but it is about it was putting order reason, but in the in the community, right? Right. So does that mean that when Dede is walking, you know, Dede and them is walking home? You know they're Johns in the hood, right? Yeah, but when I'm saying, but we because I'm trying to I'm trying to portray the stereotype that gotcha, is portrayed. Gotcha, gotcha. I was like, but gotcha. if he walking home today, and you know, 
uh, Ezekiel, the crackhead of the corner, run around. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait. no, no, no. The I'm, regular kids are dating yeah, yeah. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, that no one knows what's happening. You know, we we all call him Uncle Z oh of the corner. God, is running by and, 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 and you know running by, running by right now and trying to get the little the little iPhone that yeah. they didn't got for for his birthday yeah. and snatch it from him, push him. And now he hit his head and, and get hurt. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, somebody needs to be there to say, stop. Yes. You're going to be arrested because that's a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't just sit there and say, I tell people that everything is so polarized mm -hmm. and has an agenda behind it that we can even as people take a minute, a minute and go, okay, this is fucked up, but wait a minute. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect example. I heard a black man on YouTube tell me, literally, because he want to be liked by oh, the people. No, I'm talking. I'm watching and I'm okay. seeing this black man. Okay. The people that wear that the red hat. He want to be liked the by more? them. The red hat. Oh, the megaphone. Yeah. He said, Brianna Taylor was not innocent, right? Brianna Taylor was not this small EMT that's it. Because as a matter of fact, he went on on insulting her. But in his mind, right, he had to go, there is, here, here is the truth, right? The truth about where we are today. Okay. No one like the middle answer. No one like the common sense answer. Everybody like oh. the spicy answer. Either it's left side or right side, everybody want the spicy answer. In the sense of, if somebody come and say, fuck the police, we're like, yeah, fuck the police, right? But somebody said, blue life matter, there's five people behind him saying, blue life matter, you guys disrespect the police, you don't even say. Damn. But those Risk things- mitigation lives matter. Correct, right? It's but no one actually stopped a moment to say, wait a minute, I saw an officer that reacted a specific way in a specific place that was just not as a human being, not as a color, political party not, is just not right. Yeah, people don't do that anymore. They don't do that. It, when you say it's just not right, mm -hmm. and you stand for it, say it's just not right. And you know that if you go and complain about that officer or go to the precinct and you complain and this is justified and seen and, 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 and you know, investigated, mm -hmm. this guy is no longer going to be part of that force. You know, you know, every single person is every single officer is going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to because at your job, why don't you watch porn at your job? You don't watch why porn. Do you, you don't watch porn at your job because oh, I don't watch porn, period. Okay. Doesn't <laughs> Wait, matter. I'm talking about people's like job. Weird, people's job. <laughs> okay. Right? Because, it's, because it's, at home, it's you, inappropriate. It's inappropriate, uh, right? Yeah. Correct. What is inappropriate have never been defined in law enforcement. Mm, that makes sense. Well, don't kill people. Correct. But but, the thing. but but even but in, if, in, even if, in law enforcement, yeah, but if you're there is a guy that, yeah. that is part of the NRA, mm -hmm. right? That actually goes around the United States mm -hmm. to teach officer to have emotional intelligence when they kill someone. Like the regret part, mm -hmm. how to process it faster so they can jump back in the car and keep going. Oh shit. That's his job. Seriously. To make officer, because remember, 
That's crazy. When people give you a rule, right? They give you a rule and say, don't pull a gun on nobody. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, police officers are not trained to disarm people. Well, no. No. That's... <laughs> Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. No, I mean, be, I mean that should be something that let they the, be the able TV to... no light to you, right? Right. I yeah. sat through, I, I sat through a couple training of law enforcement, and I'm telling you, when you're shooting, you taught to shoot center mass, you taught to target the heart, yeah, and the there chance. is one rule when it comes to shooting somebody. Mm-hmm. If they ain't got nothing to say, it's your story against theirs. <laughs> so when a police officer pulls his gun, you? yeah, can you? Are you sure this is safe for you to be talking like this? No, but but here's what we need to know. I'm, I'm saying in but, terms of like the, you're the, dropping the, a lot of gems the, right now. The that. moral we we are forgetting moral. Mm-hmm. We are we are hundred percent forgetting moral. Well, I just I think that because moral is the reason why we are not doing or standing in places that we need to stand and we are standing where is not needed to be standing. But but this is the thing is you make it seem as though morals are monolithic, a one size fits all. It's not. No, I say I'm okay. I'm calling it common sense. Common sense is not common. What do you mean? Common sense is not common. If if if. Hear me out. And we're talking extremes, right? If a young white kid has been taught that niggers are second class citizens and they're piece of shit, swine, scum of the earth, boom, 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 right? His common sense when he bumps into a black person is like that's what will snap in his brain. That was that's how he's gonna process the emotion is the fuck do you think you are like but here here's actually the so truth. that's his common sense but the problem with america is 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 not what you just described okay because what you just described we're talking extremes right correct can be actually set in mm-hmm. a group of people mm-hmm. like there's a show i, I saw on hulu mm-hmm. this guy's yeah, a comedian and he goes around america and he went to a small town in tennessee alabama mm-hmm. and he there was KKK people there, yeah, and yeah. they claimed to be. Yeah. And those people are proud, right? Because yeah. white power, they're proud to be who, who they are. Right. And those people actually are the first to tell you, as long as you in my circle, yep. we That's in fine. it, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what I would tell you. That's not the people we should be worried about. Oh, no, no, no. Like The uh, people that you're talking about, mm-hmm. actually, that type of view on a different class race mm-hmm. was embedded in education history TV already. Right. You are fed that mm-hmm. before you actually get to that point to but, not like somebody. Why? So okay, let me ask you this though. When you said when you say you're being fed that, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess in history a- have been whitewashed before you got absolutely. it. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is like everybody's getting fed the same information. Yes. So why is it that Okay, never mind. There is, there is a moment where everybody have their woke moment. Mm-hmm. Either white or black, mm-hmm. Asian or whatever, mm-hmm. everybody have their woke moment. Right. It can happen after a dramatic event, mm-hmm. being part of a dramatic event, or something very joyous happening to trigger that woke moment. Gotcha. Either way, everybody has one. When when was your woke moment? Whoa. 
my woke moment was a year, no, two years ago. Okay. Two years ago was my woke moment because honestly, I started to I started to realize a few things, right? Mm-hmm. So I, having a woke moment, pretty much, for me, what happened is that I got the police called on me. Um, I was living in a primarily white neighborhood. Okay. But also, I had a, a situation in with uh, another uh, senior in my in my agency. Okay. Because I had I had an opportunity to acquire new clients, mm-hmm. and somebody actually that I performed better than did better than mm-hmm. got that opportunity. Okay, and I was passed on, and no one could actually give me a reason till the person one day, while a couple weeks later, when we met at. <laughs> Sorry, at a bigger meeting, mm-hmm. the person said, you just need to know the right people and fit in the right home room, right? Okay. He said, fit in the right in the right room, which your cousin actually is the one who actually had to decode that for me. A word. And he, 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 said, he said, yeah, he's pretty much telling you that a black man can never get the opportunity you get it. Mm. But then you get the police called on you. Then he start feeling okay, I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then I started studying another thing. Being in the financial and insurance industry, I realized that most people that live in a suburb, mm-hmm. most people that actually are making millions, mm-hmm. always invest in real estate. Okay. And as they invest in real estate, then there's never been a moment where I've seen a rich white person invest in real estate ever in a suburb true ever yeah no in the major city no mm-hmm. you always come to into the, the hood yeah. to take advantage of the low economical things mm-hmm. to be able to go so it started intriguing me because remember as an immigrant when we came here we were told live close to the colonizer because they have the safest best place for you to be mm-hmm. stay away from the negroes Stay away from the black man. Stay away from the big booty bitches. Because that's what is going to get you in trouble. Because the black man image mm-hmm. had been already torn before we got here. Right. So most people, when they actually an immigrant, we discussed this in past uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. want to define their success. They define it that they live literally next to the whitest neighborhood or yeah, in like, the widest neighborhood which, that they could find. Which that's, I mean, because we view that as success. Wealth, yeah, like success. Colonization. Like but which, I mean, you could live in a, you know, hillbilly trailer park and it'd be the same thing. Then I met more folks like me. Mm-hmm. Black men educated own a business or have done well, are doing well in their life. Mm-hmm. And we went to visit we were visiting and we we're discussing. And in my mind, it mind boggled me that these people that are considered not doing well have 
older but beautiful homes mm-hmm. have almost the network of these people that are considered to be the definition of success that were white, mm-hmm. but yet they're living in this hood here. They're living around black folk. That's why I don't like the word hood when it's associated Correct. with black people only. They they live in this area here that is considered to be a dangerous or an undesirable mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with this picture? Something is very wrong with this picture. Mm-hmm. What did I miss? No, well, you, you, you didn't. What you missed is you did not do your own research. You just took information that was given to you. Fed to me. What well, fed to you, right? And just took that information and ran with it. Yes, granted, your 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 source were trusted, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't really oppose them Correct. based on your cultural standings also even amplifies that, right? Correct. So you come here and then either you find your own mm-hmm. Like you're straight from the mud with you, mm-hmm. same mud and same water and everything like that. Or it's get close to the colonizer. Correct. Because that's how we measure success because they came here and they did all these things and then they left. And like, it seemed as though like, yes, you came, we were savages before you got here. And this is, we appreciate all the, I mean, the robbery you did, but we'll still, you know what I mean? like you showed us the white man's way or some shit like that. It's not even that. It's because we only are defined since we are even in Africa or I don't know, in China or anywhere as an immigrant, you would define as looking in TV as a white man picket fence living is a definition of success. Yes. No which one very, ever in which TV. Which is very 1950s. I know. But no one ever defined the black man living in a predominantly black neighborhood. But also still maintaining the same damn near network. Correct. I mean, it's a black picket fence if you want to call it that or whatever, you know what I mean? So, did I miss something? I started questioning myself. Mm -hmm. I missed something. There's something I missed here. Then I started doing more research. I started looking at the facts, looking at the data. And I'm like, wait a minute. I missed out on a whole different demographic. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm black. That's a fact. But before that, before your woke moment, when somebody said you were black, what'd you say? No, I'm, I'm African. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's, right. it's a thing. No, it is, no absolutely. It's like, a thing. It, because you were like, no, nah, it's, beneath, it's beneath me. It's beneath black. me to call me black because yeah, yeah. in the hierarchy, in the immigrant hierarchy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is white people, yep. right? Us immigrant in order of Chinese, Indian. Nigerian? No, no, Chinese, Indian, right? The people in the middle of Asia, like Nepalese mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. Then we break down to now the dark-skinned people, mm-hmm. which is us, the immigrant. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. If you're talking hierarchy, right? Yeah. So then you come to Africa because then- you- No, I'm not talking, we, we, I'm talking we continent, continent wise. Got you, got you, got you, okay. We talk African, mm-hmm. then you come to now African-Americans. Mm-hmm. You, they were in the hierarchy of society as we know it. They're at the bottom of, of it. Gotcha. So don't put me in that bottom barrel. Right. 
But I may look lower on the scale of other immigrants, but don't put me on that bottom one. I mean, yeah, I'm in third tier, not the bottom. Correct. But so, so the woke moment, like when you when you finally got that, yes, because you started experiencing that your we'll call it privilege did not absolve you Correct. of the bullshit. Right? Correct. You were still being, you know, yeah, my my on. cis man, uh, business owner yeah. wearing a suit, yeah. walking in. Yeah. Puffing my chest did yeah. not exalt me of the fact that I'm just another black man. Right. So, and and what did that do for you? Like becoming woke, I guess. What was how has that how has that benefited you, or how have you benefited from that sense of awareness? And, I moved, and how has it affected you in comparison to what you previously had? I moved. Well, that's yeah. the first thing I did. And they called the cops on you, so. I, no, not even that. Mm-hmm. But my goal was, I'm getting out. I never want to be anywhere close to the colonizer. Okay. Because what they are presumed to know, mm-hmm. I can find without living around them. Okay. That was the first thing I told myself. That's dope. I'm moving. I want to be in the place when I walk out, I want to see people that look like me. So with that... Like, okay, I mean, but there's some people that are completely isolated from a lot of shit. Like, yes. My, like, my, I don't know any of my neighbors. Yes. But you live in an apartment, it's different. Okay, fair enough. If you lived in a house, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you say. It affects, like, the surrounding itself. It affects you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, right now in my neighborhood, I'm here, but here's another weird thing. On my block, mm-hmm. Four black family, six, no, four white uh, black family, four white family, one Mexican family. The neighbor's dog terrifies the shit out of me, by the way. But guess what? The the weirdest thing about this thing is I'm like, so there's white people that live here? <laughs> that are professionals? Yeah, 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 yeah. That own businesses? Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting point of view to look even, at. It. Even worse. I took my time and jog around the neighborhood. And then I realized that this whole time, just like you talked about the Silicon Valley mm-hmm. bringing Corona to actually push us in the age mm-hmm. and not up. What if developers, right, mm-hmm. are afraid that all the development that they're pushing out in the suburb and in the other neighborhood will not have anybody buying there. If everyone knew that there's plenty of low-end development that they could come and buy and fix and make better. But can we not call it, I don't want to call it low-end. I mean, yes, you can. Yes, low-end because those houses are very old. I understand that, but I think that if we're talking about the city specifically, sorry to listeners in Asia and Africa, we're talking about Omaha shit right now. No, so, not even Omaha. But, but this is I, the same thing in Minneapolis. Right. But, same thing in, in Chicago. But this is the thing is the difference, right? Everybody wants a house that has character, right? Mm. Your house has character, Jack. Okay. But, but you would not live in a cookie cutter. People will. You didn't answer my question. No, but I you would not. You would not live in a cookie cutter. But three years Here's ago, no, 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 two no. years ago, two years ago, I would. No, you would not. I would. 
I'm telling you, I would. Guess what? Why? Because around my neighborhood, everybody that I knew that was the definition of success okay. lived in, in those cookie, cookie cutters. cutters. Got you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, remember, when where Armand Aubrey was shot, mm-hmm. I said, and I quote, I remember when I used to run, run in my in neighborhood, neighborhood yep. checking out houses that have been built, mm-hmm. dreaming that one day I will own a house on this block. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah. So, it's about the mindset at that time. Cookie cutters, who cares about cookie cutters? I, I There's would, a lot of immigrants today that I can tell you that are lined up in cookie cutters and are oh, happy as I hell. I know some. Yes, I, I'm aware, but I'm just telling Reason you. Reason why is because in their mind, that is that is the, the definition of, of, success. of success. Gotcha. Okay. So so if, if, if that's what colonization and being embedded in the history that when you look at where white people live is where you need to live mm-hmm. to actually deem to your community or the people around you that you're successful, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, when you get a woke moment, you're like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. When you wake up and that's, you get woke and then you go tired? That's it. Okay. You're tired of, you know what? This is too blind. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's like being hypnotized, right? You so, hypnotize. So what is blind? Like you mean the space this is, in which you exist yes. at that point? Okay. It's like, what, why do I have to travel to North Omaha so I can have a cookout, use the N-word if I want to, right? Eat some chitlin and, and talk shit. Just talk shit because that's what we do. Why do I have to watch the octave of my voice? Because obviously in this neighborhood, everybody talk at a low octave. And my loud ass since Africa... But have not caught that yet. You know the funny thing is, my son's like, "Dad, you're too loud." Exactly. And I'm like, "What? Well, I'm just talking on the phone." But 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 here's but another just, thing. It's just, but it's a cultural. That's thing. a cultural yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I did like three months ago? What? Kids were outside. It was nine o'clock. They had the banging on thing and that. Neighbor come on, say, "Oh, y'all come in, y'all come in, y'all come in." You know what I did? I just walk outside, just like I was in Africa, and went. Everybody shut the fuck up. All you kid, get yeah, the no. fuck in the house before I come there and whoop your ass. You can do that in your neighborhood? I can do that. Oh, okay. Why? Well, let's just say, I mean. Because I live around everybody else. Okay, so can I tell you a thought that I had? Mm-hmm. And we're all over the place. But this, <laughs> I actually like this. So. Don't go get- anywhere berserk. Just <laughs> stick to the point. <laughs> You do this all the time, so I have hold to on, stick on, to the hold point. On, hold on, let me ask a question. Okay, so have you ever had, okay, when you were growing up and everybody was going to leave the house, mm-hmm. but there was one person that was not part of the, like everybody, like the house was going to be empty, but uh, one person went somewhere else and then everybody else went one other place, right? Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever leave the key with the neighbor? Of course. Okay. Did the neighbor also, like, from a distance, know the behavior and the characters of everybody in your family? Yes. And then the neighbor, like, there were some people that don't come ask for the key, and your neighbor would be like, No. Yeah, no. Because I heard your mom last time saying you steal sugar (laughs) when she's not home. (laughs) I heard your your auntie the last time screaming in the house that you... 
but but, but but that's when neighbors knew neighbors, right? Oh my god. The definition of neighbor really falling yeah. to neighbor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So so yeah. yes, I, my, all my FedEx packages or my neighbor FedEx package yeah. are left at my, my place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and when, when hey, she when she come in, she's like, oh yeah, yeah, because her dogs scare most people. So yeah. like they live it here. They're like it's like no problem you, yeah. you can you can live it with me and and uh, we'll, we'll, you come yeah. pick it up yeah, yeah, yeah no problem at all no but i just thought about that because i was just like man we used to do some wild shit but our neighbors because you'd be like you tell everybody in the family hey if you don't find anybody in the house the neighbor has the that's key, the key. That's because it. if mom goes here and you go there you better not lock her out yeah because that's problems right so then everybody just knew the neighbor had the key but the neighbor knew everybody and their level of trusting. And it was always an older auntie, so she Bruh, she was nosy or, as hell. Oh, oh my God. Or the lady that just hates everybody on the block oh, but is I'm, respected. I'm, she, she, she's respected, but oh. she hate all of y'all. <laughs> and and she had and she's not scared to tell you about yourself. And, so and when you come get the key she, and she's just like yeah, your mama said it's still too much. So no, you can't have the key. Or she don't oh, you. That's that's even better. Yeah, it's like it's better when she actually give you the key and say, "I give you the key at three forty-five. Yeah, I'm writing it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if something disappears in that the house, house this is gonna be- <laughs> listen. I had to stop, man, and I was so excited to share this because, again. Like, we're having this conversation about, you know, community policing and all this shit, but, like, that was the one that was weird real way police. of policing. That was the real police. Because everybody gave this woman their keys. If, and if, she even not, worse, she knew everything in your family. But that's the thing is, like, no, but but understand the first part of it, right? You Everybody on the, on the block gives her their key. The key. If she wanted to rob everybody, fam, she could. She could ball out. <laughs> but she's the lady that yeah. owns the house in the middle, you know. And then she's like, "Yeah, I hate all of y'all, but y'all have to respect me because I'm the king on this block." And then it's like, "I have all your keys." Somebody, somebody said, and it was a guy from the south. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking about why you know um, black, you know, black kids are getting in trouble mm-hmm. sooner and sooner. Mm-hmm. And he said because Big Mama's gone. Facts. And that's how we define it also back home, yeah. right? When a neighbor is start getting bad, they're like, oh, aunties are gone. Mm-hmm. Aunties are gone. That's when we wilding, mm-hmm. right? Because aunties were the people, mom, dad worked. They brought money. Mm-hmm. Aunties usually depend a little bit on mom and did a little bit of their little, you know, trading on the side yeah, yeah. to make some money. Mm-hmm. So because it depend a little bit and grew up around your mom and dad, mm-hmm. they were like your parent. Pretty much, yeah. So, and they were the snitchers. They're the one who snitch on you oh, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I tell people, Big Mama used to snitch on everybody. When you want to do something, you better you better make sure Big Mama is dozing asleep. So the first time I got like the first time I said the F word, my mom woke my ass. I don't know if it was my sister or my auntie that snitched on me though. So I still remember that I was ten years. So old. honestly, the other thing that being woke did for me. Mm-hmm is the major thing and this goes out this is gonna be probably the deep dive that we're gonna go in okay is it reminded me as well that i had a kid 
that in my head before I was woke was just a mixed kid. Mm-hmm. She's a mixed kid. But when I was woke, mm-hmm. she's a black kid. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? Correct. Because most immigrants that come here and have kids with white American women, in their mind, mm-hmm. I don't think see their that's kid. Dope, that's a dope segue. Right? Yeah. See their kid as black. Because most of our kids are very light skinned. They they are they are we we remember we always are live in a neighborhood where there's white people say or want a lot of white kids. Mm-hmm. So you're saying just immigrants, right? Immigrants in general, right? Because we are we are the one that the colonizer affected the most, right? Mm-hmm. We have mixed kid. They they grow up in the neighborhood that we define as success mm-hmm. suburb. Mm-hmm. Most of their friends are are white. Correct. Our kids themselves don't even know they're black. Sometimes. Correct. Because because they don't they they never actually had to deal deal with, with blackness black 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 people mm-hmm. yes you're correct because we keep them in the suburb yep they go to white school yep and then high school come around mm-hmm. their definition of black is is fed to them by the TV that fed us the wrong information to some degree by by some education material that fed us the wrong information mm-hmm. by the impression of what what black is by the white friends mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we ask ourselves oh, oh, well, why are kids acting this way right why are kids acting this way i will tell you something this week i was very proud of my daughter okay because actually this, I say this all the time on the show, but I too chose malheur et bon. To any bad thing, good things come out of. Okay. George Floyd, Brianna Taylor. Rest in peace. James Gerlach. James Rest in peace. Ahmaud Arbery. Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace. All these things that are happening at this point in time, you immigrant parents that have mixed kids, I mean, you have a white wife. We're not talking white like she been around black people for a long time and she can come to the cookout white. We are talking raisins, small raisins town and potato salad. raisin and potato salad. We are talking. That's so stereo- is that no, racist? No, but okay. it is somewhat is a little racist. Uh, born in the suburb, never in their life had to do an interaction with a black person. Don't even have no black friends. But if, if your parents, if your parents probably still live in the in the in the small town you're from, and you still frequently go there, yeah, we're talking about you. If if you if you grew up and you left your parents' small town mm-hmm. and move immediately into a suburb without going through any gentrification or going through living in an area where you've seen more than. Five shade of your own color. We talking about you. If somebody is talking, is tanning included in this? Five no, shade? it's not. Okay, just check. So, so, so the reason why is us immigrant, mm-hmm. and we are the number one guilty of this. 
is we see success as whiteness, the colonizer, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it is. We just so happen to have a white woman too. So we definitely think we're on a pedestal. Some Africans think that. Not Africans, some immigrant. We're going to generalize this yeah, thing. Some immigrants think that. I, I just Africans make sure are I, the worst of that immigrant mentality. Most but Africans, uh, most immigrants think that. Most immigrant thinks that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because having a white woman on your hand give you access. Yes. Because places that as an immigrant you can walk in with a white woman on your hand, you probably would. She gives you access, yes. Correct. And most people can go... Like this, she doesn't more, give you. She's she gives you more acceptability. Acceptability, like society you accept cred. It. Yeah, society cred. Till today, right? Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell's uh, uh, from Kentucky. Yeah. Do you know his niece is married to to the attorney general that will not persecute those cops in Kentucky? Oh, okay. And he's a black guy. Yeah, but he's on that side though. Correct. Yeah. But. Again, bringing out a specific issue here. Mm -hmm. Because when you put in that pedestal by having a white woman mm -hmm. on your side, I was that guy. I'm not even going to lie. I was that guy. I married a white woman, right? I'm a different type of African. Don't talk to me. You better straighten your, your neck before you talk fix, to me. Fix your face. Sir. Fix your face before you talk to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of in your mind, mm -hmm. you think that status... And it progresses into your kids. It progresses into your kid because you are reinforcing the stereotype. Your 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 white woman that doesn't know any better mm -hmm. is just living her regular normal yeah, yeah, white people yeah, life. Yeah. So now you find yourself in a situation where you go, your kid now being a product of the both of you, you are giving up a little bit of your blackness because you now woke. Right, mm -hmm. you living in that white euphoria. Mm -hmm. This, I feel like I'm telling the story of a of a what's that teacup thing? So get get out. out, right? I feel I'm telling the story of get out. But your kid now, all of a sudden, find themselves in what I call a white a black space, and doesn't know how to act. Mm -hmm come to you and go why why these people think I'm different okay they look like me you taught me well you taught me to be respectful you taught me to treat everybody with respect mm -hmm. I am but it's not working right. why why is this girl trying to play with my hair why is this girl don't want me to play with her? But when I have my hair straight, she want to play with me. But when I have my hair in the braids, only the other girls want to play with me, but not this one. So when I'm around these type of people, they will smile at me. But when I'm around these other type of people, no one, no one will smile at me here. And we forget as immigrant that unlike us that can navigate just in simple spaces and just go, okay, I'm just black. Mm -hmm. And I'm an immigrant, so I walk in here and I'm going to pretend, I'm going to do this. Try to be a, as little as possible. Correct. This or, person. you know, I'm with my white wife, right? mm -hmm. so I can do this and can I do that? Because we know the rule. Yeah. We never think to teach our kids mm -hmm. that have to navigate between those two environments 
that the rules apply differently to them. But I mean, I don't. Do you even think we're equipped to be able to have those conversations? Most people are not, because we live in that euphoria. Till something tragic happened, Mm -hmm. like what happened to my daughter. I moved her from a a regular school where she already had issues growing up Mm -hmm. between the black and the white kid and that. But then everybody got used to everybody. Mm -hmm. Then she went to middle school. Right. Where I I, I took all the mistakes. I'm sure her mom won't think so, but I call it a mistake because we took her to a school Mm -hmm. where we wanted her to get a better education. Mm -hmm. Caveat, she's the only black kid and there's an Asian kid. That's You know, I really hate that. Where, like, we have to actually say, I moved you somewhere else to get a better education when education but, should just be education. Uh, correct, correct. We're going to discuss that another day. But the what started to happen is that the first year, you know, she, you kids of middle school is when they start forming their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Primarily white school. So someone will come to school with a MAGA hat. Why do they allow that in school? But they will take it off because their parents want them to have it, right? But someone will come to school and, you know, and will will make a joke about something they heard on TV. Mm-hmm. People actually are mad at Donald Trump being president. I, I think it's the best thing that could happen to America. I mean, I, I don't Because I don't the polarization disagree. actually brought in people to actually get woke. If your ass was sleeping... Donald Trump came to wake your ass up. If you were awake, you could have seen this coming before he did. Oh, he did. But if your ass was sleeping, he he literally brought up everything that is wrong in your sleep mm-hmm. for you to wake up and smell the roses, right? So my so, daughter. So, so does that bust the euphoria bubble then? What do you mean? Like, I mean, you, you say about this living in euphoria, like, does that then eliminate? Eliminates it. Okay. It eliminates it because, honestly, once you, you bust out of that euphoria, mm-hmm. you're going to start looking at every situation completely different. Absolutely. But, but again, do you think that even doing so, because, um, and, and I'm not trying to cut you off here, but I'm saying that, like, in terms of when that energy shifts, do you feel as though it's like a complete, like a 180 because like it, it is a 180 so but then is it doesn't that make you a little bit more hyper vigilant it is okay the reason why i'm telling you i'm proud of my i'm proud of my daughter is because as we are going through as we are we are going through these moments mm-hmm. where she's learning about brianna taylor now mm-hmm. and mind you you know my daughter spent a lot of time with grandpa which is a very conservative guy mm-hmm. white done you know he's respectful right mm-hmm. he was my father-in-law but he's not like down with everything he's an old white man correct yeah. which nothing wrong with that because that's no, what he that knows right ball out. yeah we just but, know but i never also ever seen because in my mind my job was this as long as i teach my daughter about my african excuse me my African heritage, clothes, culture, mm-hmm. jewelry, and history, I did my job. Right, right, right. Absolutely. That's all. Yeah. And I'm sure other immigrants are saying, as long as I keep my daughter in a, what did you call, Suri or Suri, they call them, you know, the Indian outfit or the Chinese kimono or mm-hmm. whatever you learn yeah, from what you grew up in. Yeah. 
that's all you that's your job mm-hmm. but when you woke you realize not only that's your job you also have to educate yourself on teaching your kid how to navigate in both spaces mm-hmm. that make the composition of who she or he is but who gets to dictate that though do we get to dictate we do okay the reason why we do okay, gotcha, uh, is gotcha, as gotcha. part of your responsibility, yes, as a parent, yes. you need to make sure that you understand that the, your kids, like my daughter, uh, last year came to the door and said, these kids are playing duck, duck, black. What? Yes. You see what you just say? Duck, duck, black. That's weird. I know. It's duck. It's a usually goose. I don't understand what the okay. black comes in. It's a stupid rep- like replacement of it. Correct. Like I'm just the word more so of the placement of the black after duck, which is correct. Irregular is just the part that bothers me. I mean, I get the racial intonation, but okay, I'd fixate on your that. idiot self. It's should not, need to stop just, <laughs> making this funny because this is no, a personal I'm, story no, no, I'm no. telling I'm you right fixating, now. But sorry, because I if apologize. your kid walk in and told you that's what they say. I don't think you're going to start with a joke. I'm not saying that. You're going to say, who said it? No, but this one. When do I have to be at the school? So, again, pause. Listen to the comedy. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. Because I'm not trying to make a comedic. What I'm just saying is it's rather infantile for these individuals to say, like, to replace. Middle school. I'm giving them way too much credit. I apologize. I wasn't trying to make light of the situation. I just. It's not. It wasn't funny. I wasn't trying to make that. Now, I let apologize. me let me tell you exactly how it was handled. Okay. Her mom, being white, sent an email, say, okay, that's not right, right? And, you know, to address it. Mm-hmm. Called me, told me about it. I said, where are we going? Who are we talking to? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, so a I conversation needs to be had. School is handling no, it, no, right? No, no, no. But... I've been known to jump overboard often, so I, I, I decided not to jump in, right? But I was expecting an email to come back from the school to say, when are you guys coming in so we can talk about this? May I ask you a question? Why? In, 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 that, in that space, right? Mm-hmm. How often do you play the backseat? In terms of... Oh, all the time. In terms of rules of engagement. All the because, time. you know, like... All we the are time. always like, hey, let's go so we can take care of this. All the time. And it's like, well, no, let's yeah. try and be diplomatic about because, this. Because the white way and the black way don't work the same way. Okay. But, well, yes, So correct. if you don't take a back seat, but the you- black way it, in, in, in their mind, remember, mm-hmm. the black way that you're going to handle this in their mind is savage, is aggressive, is confrontational, but- and it could be handled differently. That's such a misrepresentation. Because but it is. That's I, I how we see. That's what I'm saying is, white men can still do the same thing. Yes, they just but always they just deter upset. the well. You are an angry black man coming to destroy the school. I am trying to understand this. Well, he's just upset. Okay, go, ahead. go ahead. Because in his privilege, he can be upset and come to the school. And now privilege is going to be us, the school, and and the cops. Gotcha. Okay. So for that reason, you have to take the backseat and say, okay, you're white. 
This happened at a white school. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you handle it to see how it's going to be handled. Right? Okay. But then they say, oh, I ask my daughter when I see her, how does it, oh, you know, the father and the, and the, the uh, whatever, the father, principal, whoever he is, came in and talked to the school about racial, uh, uh, zero tolerance about any racial and innuendos or any game that have to do with racial thing mm-hmm. is not tolerated here. Mm-hmm. But again, by pointing her out, uh, out of the crowd, made her, made her now feel like, that even okay. ostracized yep. even more. Exactly. Like not every. The, not first every, of all, you got morals. Correct. Now you be telling to like because to protect yourself, obviously. But again, is you just in the She's father not even doing the one that? Who told it was one of her friends. No, but what right. I'm saying is the father singling her out. Correct. Right, has basically like illegitimized her social status. Correct. In that space. Correct. But here is where it get worse. Mm-hmm. No note. No parents involved. Nothing. They just handled it, right? Okay. I say, bet. Parent teacher conference come. I heard that teacher doesn't work here anymore. I don't know if I scared her, mm-hmm. but you were scaring teachers, huh? I I walked in and we were talking about thing. Oh, your daughter is doing well. She doesn't want mad. Does does that that and then they go. And they come to behavior wise, like oh, she's very helpful with all the teachers. She like to come help. One chapter carrying that, you know, and I, you know, it's like in middle middle school, there's some boys sometimes that will make jokes and whatnot and blah blah, right? And what are the boys making jokes about? And and again, I said, you know, I said, <laughs> like, I said, speaking of jokes, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the previous incident that happened. I say, is there a rule here in your school that when a kid says something that may actually Obviously, they heard somewhere mm-hmm. or came from their house. Mm-hmm. You don't call the parents to talk about it. It's like, oh, well, of course, if there's any disciplinary issue or you know behavioral issue, we will call the parents in. I say, so a kid come to school. Mm-hmm. I know where they heard it because there's a comedian that made a joke that said, "Duck, duck, nigga," because they were talking about how when we see the police as black people. Mm-hmm. We playing Duck Duck Goose. Okay. So this kid, I know where he heard it because myself, when I was two two weeks prior, I was listening to something I heard in the background. Mm-hmm. But this kid thought it would be funny. He know he can't use the N word, but he actually used black. black. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Now- Brought it to school and said something. Mm-hmm. You guys don't address it. No one. The only black kid in your school. Go through something instead of taking this as a moment of education should, and yeah. actually saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't say anything. Mm-hmm. I would tell you. I tell. Well, I tell, I tell, well, I tell you, 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 you ostracize come in her first and, and try and try to make it look like this is a general thing that happened mm-hmm. and everybody moving forward should be aware. Mm-hmm. But at that time again, I wasn't even. Fast forward to this year, where now my daughter actually seen the stories of Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, and all this thing. Mm-hmm. She started now asking me questions mm-hmm. and going, why did I end up in that school? Why couldn't I go to a place where it was more diverse people like, that I can see that are different? How did that make you feel? Like an asshole. Okay. She true. asked them, she was upset one time at her mom and, and, and 
just said that too. That's because fucked, man. because she and she asked me. She said she said that because when this click in her head mm-hmm. and she started writing her feelings down because we tell her to write her feelings down. That's the poor the the poem that you heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I the mean, poem that you heard, she she wrote it down. But another thing that he started doing is that she said, I want to read more books that have to do with black authors. I want to read more books about black influential people that are doing something. I want to read Trevor Noah book because he also is a mixed person. So do you think that this is a random question, but it just came to me, so I'm gonna yo, ask you. Yo ass like no, but 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 listen to me though. Like your your daughter is making a specific distinction in authors. I want to read by research. Right, but what she, what I'm saying is that she's specific. I want to read yes. books about black people written by black people mm-hmm. from that point of mm-hmm. view. We I don't think that we ever even had that as a process. I did. Like, for you, were, when 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 I woke up, I did. No, 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 no. But I'm saying because again, as much as yeah, you just woke up two days ago, but your upbringing has been for X amount of years, right? Yeah, but my upbringing had African authors, authors right. that my dad made me read. Correct, but it wasn't a. You didn't have to like distinctively go find that. No, it was just available to you. It was available. So there was no. These are white authors. These are black. It's just, oh, Correct. Coco uh, Kojo so-and-so Correct. writes a book and we're going to read it because Correct. he's one of ours. It's here that, that there is the very clear, everybody's like, well. The perception. The, you want to hear the perception. Between, yeah. yeah, there's a split between white authors that write blackness. Mm-hmm. And then there's this, defi- there's a, I mean, obviously there's a difference in tone. When black, like I'm reading a book right now that I still haven't finished yet, but it's it's really it captures like um, it was during the time uh, Tom, Thomas Sankara was mm-hmm. coming to the UN in, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, and that's like and the CIA were investigating him. It was interesting book. If you don't know, Thomas Sankara is a president was was the president of Burkina Faso. Yeah, a great dude. But so it was just like even reading it from that perspective, there was a certain of. Where, as opposed to where you read or watch movies about African dictators Correct. or African presidents, there's mm-hmm. always this kind of like savagery attached to them, right? Mm-hmm. But reading this from like a black author's perspective, it had it it showed him as a man, a great man at that. But proceed. But again, coming, you know that 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 now triggered in her head one thing: she realized that she has a white mom. Mm-hmm. She knows he has an she has an African dad, mm-hmm. but what happened in this moment in time made her realize that to society, with her puffy hair, beautiful puffy hair, oh yeah, and her skin, mm-hmm. she is just a black girl. Yeah, but for her to actually have that realization at thirteen, I'm so proud of her. Oh, yeah, dude. Me too. Because once she's asking me questions now, so here's what happened. Because she want to do those things, she said in her mind that she's going to run, she's going to read 50 books in, in one year or 60 books in one year. Like one, one book per week, like 52 mm-hmm. books in one year. That's what she want to do, right? Dang. And as she as she is reading this thing, I spe- specifically when she started reading Trevor Noah, which I read, mm-hmm. 
she would come home every day after school and say, oh, you know, they did a movie about this. And you can tell immediately that these people don't understand that as a black woman in this room, this can trigger me. Mm -hmm. You know, they talked about Emmett Till. Emmett Till, Emmett Till that, you know, she's like, we just went through Judge Floyd and all these things. Why is it the first documentary that you guys want to tell us about, you know, black history or black Wall Street or whatnot mm -hmm. will be Emmett Till? I, those things trigger me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there going, is a 13-year-old woke enough <laughs> yep, to yep, actually figure I, this thing out? Yep, yep, yep. Right? Mm -hmm. But what other thing it, that happened is that now he made her mom also question, which a lot of white women that have mixed kids don't question, question, am I good enough? In what am sense? I, am I armed enough of yeah. knowledge yeah, 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 yeah. to help my daughter mm -hmm. that is a black woman in this society to know how she's navigating because right before that it was her just her kid didn't matter right right right, right. it was her kid right and we always want her black kid it we, was her yeah kid. we want to always preserve our kids innocence for as long as possible but now it's like she she called me and you know, me and my ex-wife don't have a lot of candid conversation, but she truly said, there is some things that I just cannot get how she feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that has to be rough. I mean, my, and, son, and, my son's and, mom experiences that too. Sometimes. And, and But if that parent, that white parent is not vocal about how they want to help your kid transition or ask for the tools. But who did they ask for the tools? You, the black parent. But remember, we come here with immigrant brain. Hold on. You, the black parent, if you woke, read books that has to do, that are not whitewashed or have been skewered mm -hmm. to your knowledge. Get out of your comfort zone. The day you decided to have a black kid or a mixed kid, that day you didn't sign up to be part of the list of the people that need to know about history. Mm -hmm. Because one day you have to step up and defend, guide, and push that kid in spaces that they don't know how to act. How do you arm your kid with those tools? Because guess what happened? Three days in a row, my daughter will come from school while she's reading her book mm -hmm. and will, will point out something. And guess what I had to tell her on Friday? Friday, we're sitting, we're having a good time. We're joking. And I say, I say, honey, do you know what the word hypersensitivity is? She's like, um, I would think that you were too sensitive. And she's like, I'm like, okay. What if I told you that there's such a thing as black hypersensitivity? She's like, what do you mean? I said, every day when I pick you up from school, I say, how was your day? Mm -hmm. You tell me about your day, but you always make sure to mention something that the school did or your, your, your yes, which is very valid mm -hmm. that they did and weren't even aware of the fact that what they're doing were either slightly racist, mm -hmm. triggering, like or pushing yeah, yeah, yeah. We call that microaggressions. Mm -hmm. I say, have you ever heard of the man called James Baldwin? And she's like, no. 
say, okay, when you grow up a little bit, I will show you some video of James Baldwin. But he said something. He said, and I say, honey, remember this. There's nothing more dangerous than an educated, aware Negro in a room full of white people. She said, why? I said, at this time, you are like a young vampire that just discovered that they can suck blood and you are hungry. So you don't feed. That's a weird Hold on. I say you don't feed because we yeah. saw a movie before that. Gotcha, gotcha. You don't okay, feed okay, okay. just to, you. to to nourish yourself. Yeah. You feed him because you want to get as much of it as possible. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. What is happening to you right now is the knowledge you're getting in mm -hmm. is being ran through your mind and being applied right away. Mm -hmm. That's That's scary. What is happening to you now? You are having a hypersensitivity, aka what we call in the hood a woke moment mm -hmm. that is too much for your young mind. It's like a surge. You are you are being almost too sensitive at this time because you can see those things happening immediately. So when you had your moment. And versus watching her have her moment. I had more guilt. Okay. So you didn't have the excitement and the surge no. that she's going Correct. through. Correct. Got you. Got because you, got you. she's younger. That's crazy. That's You had guilt? I had guilt. Shit. Because I felt guilty that not only I let myself be fooled, mm -hmm. which I call myself a smart person, I let a part of myself down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely felt that portion of just like, man, what were you doing? Correct. Like you lost time because you were fucking around and shit. But the other thing that I had to tell my daughter was, you, I say, you see how sometimes you walk in the room, someone will say something, mm -hmm. and then you ignore them because they're not worthy. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I said, I need you to be that way. Mm. that's dope I need you to actually say you 13 year old boy are not worth it that's great so but I say I also need you to do one thing mm -hmm. I need you to feed slowly so yeah here's what we're gonna do we are going to alternate your books mm -hmm. we're gonna read a little bit of fantasy adventure and those books that make you dream, so you actually can dream like a 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. And then we can alternate with a book that teaches you something about you, your blackness, your situation, and where you are. I say you you are the first. My daughter is the one who actually showed me to read the word blended, the, the, the book blended. What's blended it has to do with uh, kids that grew up in, in mixed family, mm -hmm. but also... Uh, in families where stepmom, stepdads are in. Uh, they're all mixed? Mixed. They call, they call it a blended family because you're white, black, but also your mom is not your dad. Your, your, your mom is not your real mom. It's your, your dad's second, second wife. Or your dad is not your real dad because they got married. It's just two homes, but you guys intertwine. We are blended. Okay. We are a blended family. Okay, yeah. 
Does the concept of blended apply to siblings, uh, parents, and then color? Okay. Because you could have been a white family mm -hmm. and then your parents adopt a black kid. You guys are still family, but you blend it. Because of the the new color added to it. Because if two two white don't make it black. Right. So as a black white kid, why would you how can you understand this? They're telling you to call this person your but, sister yeah. or brother, mm -hmm. but you don't know where they came from. You don't understand it. Do you know I used to have that same feeling for albinos? I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm serious about that. Albinos always freaked me out when I was a kid. But that's the thing is, when they had that, in my young brain, I was like, oh, shit. They had a white kid. A white kid, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, we now treated him different because he because was he different. Because he was white. Yeah. So if you haven't actually read Trevor Noah's book, it's called Born a Crime. He explained to you, really, when we tell you about how we were raised, I uh, explained to you how a mixed kid get raised in Africa. Mm. And, you know... Especially it, in South Africa. In South Africa. Appetite South Africa. Like it's, where, a, it's a whole different yeah, story. Yeah, it's a whole different story. So it's, if you, have, you haven't read Born a Crime, you should pick it up and read it. It's, you are, you, it's going to give you a new perspective, especially if you have a mixed kid. It will explain a few things to you as far as that kid perspective of the world versus your perspective of the world. But the truth here is all these things that are happening are affecting us on so many core levels mm -hmm. that most people, either is your corona that is coming in and you sitting and getting fat like Jack. Or, Jack is not fat. Or it's it's George Floyd, police shooting, uh, all the protests that are happening and then you're realizing that all along, you've been treating your mixed kid as a white kid? As just a kid. A kid. Yeah. Without the proper tools Correct. to help them navigate a space that Correct. they didn't even know they, they didn't existed. Even know they existed. Yeah. What I would tell you is that we all, we all need to do a self-recap. We all need to jump back. How often do you do those? I have to do it once a year. Okay. But this year has been special. I had to do it three times already. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Did you come to a different conclusion a every different time? Different conclusion really? every time. Because this year has been quite unpredictable. <laughs> I want to hear this, dude. Wait, so you did three recaps already? Yeah. God what do you think dang. I started summer D? Ah, okay. We had that conversation. Correct. I did not know it was a recap. <laughs> My God. Remember, man. we talked about Yo. knowing exactly where you where you're coming from yeah, yeah, to yeah. know where you're going. Right, right, right. No, that's that's dope. To know the road, you do have to know the origin. So when like here, a recap just happened. It's like, okay, three years ago, mm -hmm. you were 201 pounds. So you were in 199 on a good day. You fit in a certain shirt. You had a certain confidence. You felt a certain way. Mm -hmm. Fast forward three years later, you're 244 and you, you are accomplishing some things, but 
weren't your goal when you made that recap or came back and being dissed by so many girls for being fat and could perform in bed mm-hmm. to, you know what? I'm going to gain my confidence back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to gain my health back. Yeah. I'm going to gain the ultimate Jack look that I want back. But if it's true, that was the origin three years ago. Mm-hmm. Why are you on this road now? Yeah, that's no. I mean, again, you know, it's it's so. Uh, I feel like even you that is sitting there don't do enough recap. Your ways need to be doing more recap. No, I've done a few. This year I did like I'll say when I stopped going to therapy. Um, Are you back now? No. Um, that was that was a major one for me. But also, I said, you know, in order to, for me to stay okay. Mm-hmm. I have to minimize how much my output is. Okay. So that's what I've done is, you know, there are a lot of spaces I don't go into anymore. Just But the truth, to the stay truth sane. on the recap and the reset mm-hmm. is you always have to come back to what was the happy point or the the, the, the uh, best medium. I'm Nigerian. We don't have mediums. No. It's happiness. I'm, I'm, shut up. Where, where is your happy medium, right? Because when you find that happy so like medium, your sweet, your your sweet, sweet, spot? Your sweet spot. Gotcha, gotcha. Because that sweet spot can always be the origin. Mm-hmm. Where you can go, you know what? That is true. I was happier when I was this way. Yeah, no, I mean, for me, it's like even now, um, being not where I want to be, like, mm-hmm. I've realized that. But it's it's affected me adversely, right? Mm-hmm. So my back hurts more, um, my nose is stuffy more. You know what I mean? Like things that usually did not affect me do now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, I got to get back. I've been like going strong for like two weeks, which I mean, I, I go with my kids, so I'm not gonna stop doing that. But even like just putting a tiger bomb on your body, wearing a hoodie, mm-hmm. and just going and going for like a nice like jog or mm-hmm. like a bicycle ride. Like that just helps to you know keep you mentally, but also like you're losing water weight and shit like that. So um, that's where my recap has taken me. And then I've been doing this other thing, which I will disclose in the future because I'm not there yet. But after that's completed, I'm going to reassess again. You know what I mean? Just so that I'll see where, like how well I've done in mm-hmm. this steps. You know what I mean? So yeah. So we we truly truly need to get to the point where we we understand the spaces we are in Facts. by by actually working more on understanding where we are at because it's hard for people to just be okay or understand where they are when they say face the music really face the music I right? never liked that saying yeah but because it felt like they were putting your foot to it's like saying foot to the fire. Nah, no. Face the music meeting is re- you. You have to. You have to now face every action that you've taken. Mm-hmm. Most people lo- love to ignore things because it's in the past, or it's easier for them to compartmentalize to com- it. Yeah, scars are a reason why they stay. They're the best reminder for us to know. Mm that at a certain point we either fucked up did something or did so me for example 
I always have a shirt that I go back to. When I fit in that shirt, that's where that, that, yeah, we're back in business. I'm back in business, right? <laughs> that's the wait. The shirt's the sweet spot. Is a sweet spot for for my my physique. Got you, got but you. But for my you. mind, yeah, is I have a specific place in America that I go, and when I go there, I can sit literally there for 24 hours and I move. I I usually will take water things and picnic bag with me, mm-hmm. and I will, can have a whole picnic with myself while I'm talking to myself and asking myself, how the fuck did you get here? Shoot, you know what we should do? I think that just for content purposes, for mm-hmm. the audience, right? I think because Africans, most immigrants don't camp mm-hmm. because <laughs> we have probably had to camp in real life. No, we don't s- camp. For survival, and I'm saying back home, mm-hmm. we have had to camp for survival purposes, so we don't camp. No. But we should go camping. You and who? <laughs> Come on. No, I'm we, just asking we, you and who. Me and you. <laughs> we can take the kids and shit. No, hold on. Well, who are you talking to? <laughs> well, you wouldn't go camp. This show is called what? It's a day in the life of an immigrant. So you, you done got the wrong immigrant. You, you need to go find another one. Wait, wait. So you wouldn't like... I cont- broke up with a girl one time because she actually suggested we spend two days without taking a shower. Wait, well, nah, okay, not that. I'm saying we could get a cabin, but we'll just be in the wilderness. We could cook and okay, have Indomie okay. and things like that. I'm, I I'm not about that. to pitch a tent. Fuck that. You, you know... <laughs> No, no, no. We're not pitching tents. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if there's one thing, if you don't want to be part of my yeah. friends anymore, <laughs> just invite me to go camping. <laughs> well, you thought about the pitch tents? The first time somebody tried to make me do that, they use word like, you need to use your survival skills. You need to so, do this, this. I say, hey. I'm African. Let me tell you this. Uh, if, if one of my brothers is missing and we got to be in the wood for two weeks, I will make it work. Oh, for sure. For sure. If if my daughter is not here and you say I got to walk in the wood, no shower, no nothing for a few days to oh, find her, we're there. we'll do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you want me to chase some rats to survive in that, I will do that because for me, that's just my survival mode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you want me as an immigrant to find myself in a constant state of survivalness Yo, wait, wait, to wait. the point where if one of y'all walk the wrong way in that tent or it's that over. thing, I'm I'm a punch, stab, or do something because I do not know. Oh According to God. all the superstitions that yeah. I've learned in Africa, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to find every good African fable story stuck with in the woods. In the woods. <laughs> So I'm not gonna yeah. do this. You know what you said? That's very, very like I, I di- it didn't even dawn on me until you said it. Like if you keep me in a constant state of survival, somebody is gonna die. <laughs> no. So for that reason, it's not even oh black people don't care, but black people can swim. No. no. Some things are ingrained in your DNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't take it away. So for the black people that are going to jump on this thing and maybe say, oh, I go camping all the time. Good for you. Good for you. I'm glad you're liking. 
<laughs> Good for you. No, nah, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, no, we're not doing the sleeping outside. F that. Because that's in the woods. Like they got coyotes and mountain lion. Nah, we good. We Ladies have a cabin. We'll have this a cabin. was a day in the life of an immigrant. <laughs> I'm never going camping, and I'm Jack Bigadoo. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Peace, Peace. guys.